Are you tired of using low-quality bags to pick up after your dog? Do you get dog poop all over your hand when cleaning up their mess? What you need is a mutt mitt, a strong two-ply bag that makes it super-duper easy and hygienic to pick up your dog's waste. Check it out on muttmittsisland.ie. Mutt mitts, better than a bag. Proud sponsor of the Big Bark Podcast. It's the Big Bark with the latest of the canines. The Big Bark, all the doggiest headlines. With your hosts, Dara, Millie, Roxy and Bruno. They're the kind of dogs that you know. It's time to talk about health, nutrition, training. Talk with canine professionals, owners and dogs. It's the Big Bark, the Big Bark, all the canine stories for you. Hello and a big welcome to the Big Bear Podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Burke, and as always, I'm joined by my canine co-hosts, Bruno, Millie, and Roxy. And Roxy, I can see, just peeking her head in the door there right now. Come here and say hello. Uh, come here, Roxy. Come here. Come here. And she has, I think, I'm assuming it It looks like a sock or something that she's after walking away with. I'm not actually sure. Just another day in the house here, Roxy, running away with everything. Being a bulldog. Uh, let's see, what has she done lately? Um, well, I'm going to be partially blind now. She ate my glasses yesterday. Let's see what else has she done. Uh, two electric blankets gone through. And that's on top of the seatbelts that she tore through previously. She's, yeah, oh, and that uh, couch. It's cushions on his couch that she tore through the other night. So, yeah. This puppy is becoming quite an expensive little puppy. Uh, I'd love to hear from anyone who has the same types of problems with their own dogs. Uh, Bruno has arrived too, because Roxy is annoying the hell out of him here. And Roxy's been very, very mean to poor Bruno. Hi, Burns. Yeah, and you sit down. Uh, this is getting off to a, a great start, a great start, but... Bruno has come in here to join join in, and Roxy's going bye-bye with another plastic bottle. For some reason, plastic bottles, socks, shoes, those are the kind of things that Roxy loves to go for. Anyway, uh, let's see, what have we got coming up today? So, today we have, we're going to be talking a bit about, uh, I believe, in Santa Paws, which is our Christmas campaign for 2023, which launched last week, and I'll tell you a small bit about that. Uh, We're going to be starting now. I know we mentioned Christmas there, but something else has come before Christmas, and we're starting kind of our run-up to Halloween segments here. And our, I tell you one thing, these dogs make a lot of noise when they, the minute they hear I'm recording, they make a lot of noise, so they do. And Bruno, I don't know what he's trying to do, I think Bruno's trying to hit the whole fucking table with him here. Uh, but, yeah, so Bruno is, um, after, I don't know, what in God's name are you doing outside there? Like, I tell you, I'll tell you, Jesus, you, you wouldn't want to be, like, wanting pure silence. This wouldn't want to be me saying mass or something with that one there, making all the disruptions outside. Now, look, I'd be the last person in the world to say mass because, well, just take one look at me and you'll know why. Excuse me. So, okay, back to today. We have... 
Samantha Rawson coming up a bit later on. Samantha's going to be telling us, giving us some tips in the run-up to Halloween, like how to kind of get your dog ready for Halloween, given that it is only a few weeks away. And we'll have a similar segment then in two weeks from a veterinary standpoint with Dr. Ashley Bugler from Tree Vets. And Ashley is on to us today as well. Ashley is talking all about eye care for your doggies. So that is, um, that's one that I suppose very important and we'll have a talk about ear uh, care to ears then next week as well two vital organs in not just like dogs but humans everyone really eyes and ears you can't really do much without them and well like that's pretty much a lot of what we have coming up it's going to be a much shorter show today because uh, I'm on my Hallibops this week so that means lots and lots of playtime uh, so Roxy thinks I know lots of playtime for her and lots of playtime walkies and all with Bruno and Millie as well. So what have we got up to in the last couple of weeks since I've been on that? So that was last week we were on, wasn't it? Uh, let's see. So Roxy and myself have, are still doing a bit of hiking. Um, we're trying to get out and about where we can and take her on really long walks, like, you know, around 8 to 10k. Uh, I'd love to hear from people as well if you have any good suggestions on, like, Hiking spots for an eight-month-old puppy who is the most energetic demon that I've seen in my life, and how to wear her completely out. I'd love to hear tips from people on that. How you do that with your own dogs? Where you go to? If there's any like good spots that you'd recommend, uh, like we've done. Oh my God, she's come back with another bottle. Uh, we've done Kratlo, we've done Locker. Uh, we're looking at a few others maybe as well. To see around the Limerick region, but look, Limerick, Clare, I don't know, North Cork, anywhere like that that people can think of. Just let us know and just DM us on Instagram or on Facebook or on the TikTok. Uh, DM us on any of those and let us know good spots. Okay, so before I move on to Halloween, uh, I suppose got to talk a bit about. Oh, uh, it's about something that's actually far afield, but has always started. And that is our I Believe in Santa Paws campaign for 2023. And that is, well, that means the return of our calendar. And we have launched this our website last week uh, for I Believe in Santa Paws. The website is santapaws.thebigbear.ie. And, okay, just to give you an idea of what we're doing this year. So... We dropped the Christmas cards this year. They're gone because as good as the quality was last year, the demand wasn't high enough to justify doing them again this year. We have our calendars again. So get your photos in. If you want the doggies to be included in the calendar, get your photos in on santapars.thebigbar.ie and you can also pre-order your calendars now. The calendars at the moment, pre-order price are 10 euro. That will go up to 12 euro on the 1st of November. Sorry, I'm gasping here. Gasping. And, okay. So, two very good charities that were raising money for this year. And that is the Haven Rescue over in Tipperary. Great charity. We've raised for them before and delighted to be doing it uh, again for them this year. Uh, Also, we are raising once again this year for DSPCA. So, another fantastic charity that we're raising funds for there. Uh, who were huge supporters last year, and delighted to be raising funds for them uh, again this year. So, 
we'll also be doing a raffle later on in the year. So sometime around start of December, we'll be doing a raffle. Where we have details on that to come. Uh, we haven't got any details up really yet, just because it'll take a while to get prices and everything in. But we're hoping to have that by the first week of November. Uh, let's see. Okay. So... I'm just going to see that I'm missing here. Yeah, I don't believe I did. Let's see. Yeah, so that's basically the most favorite. Yeah, if you want to get your images in, do so before the 25th of October. We are closing the entry day for images on the 25th of October. And oh yes, also we're doing something this year as well. Slightly different. On the image form, there is an option to enter your dog into what will be LVA competition. It will only be one dog chosen, but we are going to pick the best image out of the whole lot of every image to made to be used as our cover photo for our 2024 calendar. So that's a that's a big kind of a big deal really. Um we're looking for something like I suppose with a really scenic background in it with your dog. So if you haven't like that, please do submit it. And like you'll know from our kind of our previous calendars, that we've done like say kind of I suppose sunsety type backgrounds and sunrise and stuff like that with like doggy images, kind of a dog in the front of it. Uh, I honestly think Roxy does not like me recording this podcast because she's sitting out there ever since I started recording, and she is just making so much noise. And she was nice and quiet earlier before I started doing this, but. Anyway, that's the crack on the I Believe in Santa Paws. So, all details are available on our website, santapaws.bigbark.ie, or you can check out on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. So, that's uh, pretty much kind of all that, really. So, next up, all we're going to do, we're going to talk to Dr. Ashley Bugler from Tree Vets all about caring for your dog's eyes. And a bit later on, then we'll be chatting with Samantha Rawson about the run up to Halloween. I said I'd give me a little break between talking Christmas and Halloween because like oh God. Can't talk about those two things together. Be right back after this. Okay, so we're joined again now today by Dr. Ashley Bugler from Tree Vets here in Limerick. And Ashley is going to talk to us all about Dougie's eyes today because a lot of dogs have eye conditions and it could just be something as uh, something gets into the eye, or there could be goo coming out of the eye. There could be so many different things, but it could be like dogs that go blind. There's so much that can happen with a dog's eyes. So, first of all, Ashley, big welcome back to the Big Back. Thanks so much, Dara. I love coming on. Great, great, great to have you on, because uh, you always bring in a, a lot of knowledge to uh, for our guests as well, and for supporters, and for I suppose for all our listeners as well. So, you're going to talk a bit about eye conditions today. That's it, yeah. No, I love coming on and love getting out some information because the more information people have, the better they can look after their dogs. And, you know, it can, like knowledge is really important and help us prevent things getting worse. So, and just particularly with eyes, like, you know, this isn't specific advice, it's very general stuff. So, if you have any concern about anything with your pet's health, or especially, you know, with the eyes, because we only have two eyes and our dogs only have two eyes. 
if there's anything you're worried about, the best thing is, you know, bring bring your dog down to the vet or at least send over some photos and over to an email or something like that and get some advice that way. But it's great to have a kind of an idea of what to look out for. So I thought we'd start with puppies and then we'll work our way through to adulthood. So I suppose generally dogs' eyesight is dif- different from our, our eyesight. They kind of see mainly in red and green hues. And they have much better night sight than we do and a much wider field of vision. But just like us, they do suffer from quite a wide range of eye problems. So one of the most common things, I'll, I'll go through a good few things that we see kind of common issues. So, and sorry, Ashley, from not, di- sorry, don't mean to call across you, but first of all, a lot of people are under this uh, app, this kind of idea. It dogs only see in black and white. So what you're saying is it's more like red and kind of green colours that they're seeing. That's what we're told. Yeah. So they have, they do see more in red and green. So, you know, nowadays there's, there's kind of doggy programs on YouTube and on television that are specifically designed for dogs to watch. And they tend to be kind of yet in those kind of colors. And, and we do see the dogs react better to those. Um, and what's really good to know is that, you know, dogs, they do have a central point of vision, but it is, it's, it's much wider than our, than our line of vision. So, um, remember they can see much wider out, you know, out on the side, they can see much better better than us and obviously they have brilliant night vision as well and um, so that's that's that yeah and um, so i suppose just starting with puppies um where was like uh just starting with puppies so um, a common issue that a lot of new puppy owners come in when they just they only have the puppy a week or two and their main issue you know we often ask them any issues since you've had your new puppy is that they notice the eyes are watering and sometimes when a puppy moves into a new environment, they can have some mild irritation in their eyes and their skin as they meet new allergens that they haven't met before. So a lot of puppies, they spent the first eight, ten weeks of their life with their mom. It could have been, you know, in, you know, in a shed or in, in the garage or under a stairs of the house, but they mainly were with their mom in one enclosed location. Then they move into a common household and they meet normal things in a house like incense and candles, aerosols and sprays, perfume, stuff like this. Um, and this is they've never met these kind of things before and they cause irritation. So for this reason, it is ideal just to keep those kind of airborne fragrances and cleaning products just to a little bit of a minimum for the first few weeks while a new puppy is just getting used to their new environment and kind of get them used to that new you know, household, all those household things nice and slowly. Now, however, if the eyes, you know, if they're watering and they appear painful in any way, such as they're blinking more than normal, they're squinting, they're rubbing at the eyes, then it will be very important to have these eyes checked by a vet. Sometimes puppies, they can have abnormal hairs or eyelashes that they were born with in abnormal locations and they can rub on the eye, causing discomfort and also possibly damaging the surface of the eye. Um, and sometimes these hairs can be microscopic and you might even need to be referred to an ophthalmologist to have these diagnosed and treated. Um, and I suppose another common finding with puppies maybe is that one eye is painful or red and the other eye is fine. If we see this, we're always a little bit suspicious that maybe a curious puppy has been sticking their head into a bush or they might have got a seed or some kind of foreign body stuck under the eyelid. Or if there's other dogs and particularly cats in the house, it could be a scratch on the eye from another pet. Cats in particular find puppies quite annoying. Um, so if you have a kind of a, a cat in the house who, who's the matriarch, and they have a puppy following them around and annoying them, they might give them a swipe. So we need to be careful of this. And a cat can do quite a lot of damage to our puppy's eye. So anything like that needs immediate attention because the injury, an injury to the surface of the eye is very painful and can, can get worse if it's not treated. Um, and then I suppose some puppies, we know puppies, they have, you know, lots of extra skin on their face, a lot of these puppies, and they can have issues with their, you know, their eyelids being too big or too small. So if the eyelids are particularly rolling in, 
This causes irritation because the eyelash on the outside are then rubbing on the eye. Now, sometimes we can do a temporary stitch just to, like until their kind of skull feels out and they fill out their face. Um, but sometimes it needs permanent surgical solutions depending on, on the age and the breed of the puppy. So again, this needs to be addressed ASAP um, because eyelashes could be rubbing on the eye and painful and causing ulceration to the surface of the eye. So anything like that, we need to keep an eye on that and get that sorted out for them. Um, and then I suppose as puppies are moving more into their teenage phases and into adolescence, we are seeing kind of this thing, mild conjunctivitis developing. Now, we're not totally sure what the cause is, but again, we suspect it to be related to allergens in the environment. And sometimes they present with conjunctivitis and we treat that and then it comes back again. And a lot of that can actually just be treated with daily eye lubricant. And a lot of puppies will grow out of that by the time they get two years of age, as long as there's no other issues kind of underlying that. I suppose just to reiterate, you know, with all the above issues, they can all look very similar. So it's very important to have a vet to examine those eyes to make sure we, we pinpoint what exactly is causing the problem and get it treated before it becomes a big issue. Um, and then I suppose moving on to adult dogs, then um, I suppose on a day to day basis, the most common condition we see in dogs um, with their eyes is what's called corneal ulceration. So that basically means damage. The first layer on the outside of the eye called the cornea, the little clear bit on the front of the eye. And this can happen um, in a lot of different ways. But a lot of it is like, like in the puppies, if the eye is scratched by another animal when playing or possibly if running through bushes, etc. Then there is, you know, some dogs are more risk to this than others. So our brachycephalic breeds, the breeds with the short faces um, and with their eyes, they kind of bulge out a little bit more out of their globe. So the pugs, bulldogs, the boxers and cavaliers, their eyes are a little bit more further forward than dogs with a longer nose. And this makes the risk of ulcers higher and the eye is less protected by the skull and it's more exposed. So it's easier to scratch. But also because, you know, these dogs, their eyes are a little bit further out, sometimes they can dry out a little bit um, and that makes them more prone again to getting ulcers, sometimes for no known reason. You know, there's no history of trauma or anything like that. And it's, it can just be the drying of the eye can cause it and it can just be infection. So any dog or particularly, you know, any of those short faced dogs with painful or red eyes, get them into the vet straight away. And um, again, because those short, you know, the dogs with the, with the shorter faces, because they're more prone to ulcers, they can be take longer and they can be harder to treat. So these dogs, you really want to pick these up early. As soon as you see any tearing or pain in the eye, they need to be treated straight away. And then another very common condition is conjunctivitis. So I say I see conjunctivitis numerous times per day. And um, so this is mainly discharge from the eyes. It can be a cloudy or a yellow or greenish discharge. And again, you can have squinting or blinking with this and redness. And um, of the, the the pink part of the eye can become quite red and swollen and can look quite angry. And it can often involve both eyes, especially if it's kind of viraling cause. And um, but sometimes it can just be one eye, depending on the condition. Um, and then it can occur alongside other things like you can have sneezing and nasal discharge or coughing. So again, that's a poorly dog that needs to be checked out. Um so they're kind of a lot of the main ones. And um, sometimes the dog, their tear ducts can get blocked. So then we get an overflow of tears. Um, and this can cause discomfort because it can cause kind of wetness of the skin under the eyes. So we want to get that looked at. And um, obviously you can have trauma to the eye from blunt trauma, running into things or, you know, irritation from foreign bodies or even stuff like smoke damage or inhalation or um, it, environmental pollutants can cause damage to the eye. Very, very important. And another really common condition that a lot of people will be familiar with is dry eye. So this is actually an autoimmune condition where the dog's immune system, it attacks the gland in the eye that produces tears and stops those tears being produced. 
Now, this is a very painful condition and my own dog actually has this condition. So I'm very familiar with it. And um, I have a Cavalier King Charles and they're 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 kind of well known for they're kind of the poster boy for this condition, unfortunately. So a lot of them have it. Um, and this means that the, the, the eyes are completely dry and there's no tears being produced. So um, it's very uncomfortable condition. And this can lead on to much more serious further issues like severe corneal ulceration and permanent scarring to the surface of the eye. Um, so really important to get that checked out. It, it often starts with pain in the eye, but sometimes it can just be a mucus coming from the eyes every day. And then we check the tear production and we see that it's decreased. And then we can treat it from there. But that's another one you want to pick that up early because it, it's totally treatable. Um, and we don't want our dogs to go around with dry, uncomfortable eyes at all. No one wants that for their dogs. Um, and then obviously another common thing is cataracts. So we've a lot of people come in, you know, concerned that their dog's eyes are kind of gone grey in colour. So there's kind of there's a couple of different types of cataracts. The first type is just old age cataracts. So um the, the technical name for this is nuclear sclerosis. And this is where a cataract starts to form just on the outside of the lens and it starts moving inwards. So you might notice if you have an older dog that their central vision is still quite good. They can they can follow a ball if you throw it, but sometimes if the ball goes out to the side, they mightn't be able to see it. So or sometimes if you approach them from the side, they might notice you as quickly or they might bump into something if you move a table and it's in their peripheral vision. They might notice that it's been moved and they might bump into it. So their their peripheral vision, their side-on vision is reducing because that cataract is just on the outside of the lens. And um, but their central vision is 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 still quite good. And um, and that's just a slowly progressive old age change, like ourselves, our eyes, you know, your eyesight deteriorates with age. So that's one type. And then, but I suppose if you do notice a sudden onset of cataract, um, if you notice your your dog's eyes, one or both eyes suddenly going white. And um, that needs to be looked at because that can be a sign of other things. You know, um, one of the main kind of issues being diabetes. Diabetes causes cataracts in dogs. So if you do notice your dog's eyes suddenly going white, please drop them in and we'll have a look at them. Um, and we might need to do some blood tests to diagnose that. Um, and then another one, I suppose, would be glaucoma. So every, I think a lot of people would be familiar with glaucoma. And um, this is where kind of the pressures inside the eye increase. This can be for a number of different reasons. Um, but if you do notice your dog has kind of one eye looks bigger than, than the other or is bulging or painful, um, we might need to have a look at that. And sometimes you need to be referred again to our, our, our local ophthalmologist to have those pressures measured and managed. Um, and I suppose then you're talking then just outside the eye and um, a lot of people are very worried about tear staining. So um, some of our kind of whiter dogs, they, you notice brown staining along the inside of their nose caused by tears. So first of all, excessive tearing can be a sign of an eye problem. So make sure get the eyes checked out. And then um, some dogs have permanently blocked tear ducts and the eye, the tears overflow. And I never worry too much about that because at least they're producing tears and the eyes are comfortable. But obviously there's the overflow of tears. Um, and that can just be treated sometimes just with daily cleaning of the skin under the eyes. Um, and if it's just the, the, that the tears are staining the eyes, but there's no you know painful issue or anything, it can purely be an, an aesthetic issue. Um, and sometimes just using you know your regular eye washes to clean the skin daily can really help to remove the staining. Um, or recently it's been found that um, sometimes using a dermatological specific diet can help to reduce the brown staining on the face. And people are really happy with that. Then a lot of people don't really like the brown staining. So that can really help. Um, so I suppose we've covered a lot there now with with kind of common conditions, kind of a whistle stop tour of common conditions that I tend to see every week. Um, and then I suppose just we might just do a little quick 
bit of advice just on general terms of how to kind of look out for your dog's eyes. So um, checking your dog's eyes should be part of their regular grooming routine. You know, their eyes should be clear and moist and bright and they should react to light. There shouldn't be any dirt or debris around the eyes. Certainly shouldn't see any discharge um, from the eyes. There shouldn't be redness. And the white part of the eye should be white. It shouldn't be red or yellow. So, you know, if you saw yellow, if the whites of their eyes turn yellow, definitely get them in to have a look at us and um, for us to have a look at them even. Um, and then I suppose both eyes should look similar. So there should be symmetry across the two eyes. They should look similar in size and colour. And um, it would be a good idea, you know, to keep hair out of your dog's eyes. If you've got a dog with long hair, keep, you know, when they get groomed up, if they can trim the hair back just to avoid hair going into the eyes and causing irritation. And um, if you're if you do need to clean your dog's eyes and remove any mucus or anything to use like proper sterile eye wash or else boiled water cooled back, um, please don't use salt water, you know, on or around doggy's eyes. And um, if you do wash your dog regularly in the bathroom like that and you're using shampoos, just avoid the head, and the, you know, avoid the eyes and ears. Just do neck down. And um, some of the shampoos can irritate the eyes and cause conjunctivitis. And um, keeping nails trimmed is good. You know, you don't want, I know I've seen some dogs, they get, a, they might get a mild conjunctivitis and then they use their dew claw to scratch their eyes and then they cause bigger problems, like we were saying with the corneal ulcers. Um, and then just, I suppose, not to let your dog hang their, their head out the window of the car. Thankfully, it, it is becoming less common. We don't see it as much anymore. But yeah, hanging their head out. Well, you know, they love hanging their head out the window. It might be fun, but it's it's just not safe. You know, um, it can put their, their general safety at risk. Um, but it makes their eyes very vulnerable to bugs and dirt and debris, again, leading to infections and, and, and can go on to cause serious eye problems. So I suppose if your dog is squinting, closing their eye, rubbing at it, pawing at it, rubbing their their eye across the couch or the carpet, or you see redness or any kind of discharge, this is a sign that there's something going on and we need to get it checked out. And your vet will do a full ocular exam, stay in the eye, measure the tears, look into the eye, look at the surface of the eye and the back of the eye and see can we figure out what's going on. Sometimes it can be a bit of a puzzle, but we'll figure it out, we'll get to the bottom of it and then we'll treat it and get your dog much more comfortable. So any changes, give your vet a, a, a little ring, book in. Um, even minor eye things can be an early sign of a future problem. So it is best to be safe and, and get it looked at. Wonderful, Ashley. And I just want to like, ask you one question there. You mentioned about cataracts. And I'd be familiar with cataracts because my father himself actually has had cataracts removed by like laser. Like, how close are we? to those type of medical advances in in dogs in treating eye problems so we're very lucky we we, like cataracts are removable in dogs in certain types of cataracts we are very lucky where we're located we have an ophthalmologist quite close to us and she will do cataract removal now it depends on the type of cataract and but this can bring great you know a whole new lease of life for dogs you know some dogs are diabetics quite early in life and they get bilateral um cataracts so cataracts in both eyes and quite often owners are brilliant and they'll go and have those cataracts removed um, in one or both eyes and it gives the dog back their vision. And um, so, no, we, we, that is possible in dogs. So we're, we're very lucky. Fantastic. Well, look, we'll leave it there for today. Once again, thank you so much for all your wonderful information again this evening. And um, we'll have you on again next week to talk about uh, ear conditions. Brilliant. Can't wait. Thanks, Sarah. Do you have a pet in need of a vet or do you need some health advice for your four-legged friend? Whether it's for a regular checkup, microchipping, vaccinations or critical urgent care, you can rest assured knowing that your pet is in loving hands at Treaty Veterinary Clinic Limerick and Shannon.
providing care for your pet since 1986. At Treaty Vets, your pet is our priority. Call our 24-hour number 061 328 511 or make an appointment through our website www.treatyveterinaryclinic.com or find us on Facebook or Instagram, Treaty Veterinary Clinic. Proud sponsors of the Health Hub on the Big Bark. Big thanks again there to Ashley Bogler, Dr. Ashley Bogler for joining us from Treaty Vets uh, talk all about your doggy's eyes and some really insightful, good, helpful information that Ashley provide us with there. And Ashley will be back next week to chat with us all about doggy's ears. And the following weekend she'll be chatting about uh Halloween because we'll be very close to Halloween and speaking of Halloween we will have uh, doc- well, we will have like I said Dr. Ashley Bugler in two weeks talk about it uh, but today we have Samantha Rawson from the Canine College joining us shortly and Samantha will be chatting to us about I suppose from a training behaviour kind of standpoint how to prep your dog in the run up to Halloween now I suppose something I've been thinking of doing and i will put out a feed on instagram and on tiktok during the week here uh, just wondering how many people would love to see a halloween competition so if you have any doggies that you like to dress up for halloween i know perfectly myself i don't like to dress my own dogs up because well bruno and millie they I'll be straight honest, we can't get costumes to fit them. Sorry, that's sorry, Burns. Don't mean to be mean. Uh, and Roxy, well, she doesn't need a costume because she's a demon every day of the week. So she's that's it's just Halloween every day of the week for her. She's just such a devil. So I might put devil horns on her, actually. That would be a good one. Hmm. So, power feeder during the week. So we'll see if and how many people are interested in doing a Halloween competition. Well, I'm a nice little prize up for grabs. Again, don't have the details of it yet, but I'll let you all know in probably later this week, early next week. So speaking of Halloween, uh, like I said, we have coming up next, we have uh, Samantha Awesome from the Canine College joining us to chat to us all about prepping your dog for Halloween. So we will be right back and we'll be chatting to Samantha right after this. Clever Canines on the Big Bark is brought to you by the Canine College, run by champion dog trainer Samantha Rawson, a regular contributor to RT Radio and Television. Samantha is a certified canine behaviour consultant and with 30 years experience in the field, she has the knowledge and understanding to help any dog. Our services include individual dog training from basic to competition standards, assessments and behaviour consultations. The Canine College is set on five acres with a secure paddock and an indoor classroom. See thecaninecollege.ie or find us on Facebook for more information. So it's the 2nd of October and that means that very soon we are approaching spooky season. So we'll be talking a bit more later on about what we're going to be doing for our Halloween special. But given that we're into October now, you have all your bangers, your fireworks, you have like, I suppose, all these dangers like different foods, like food cakes and stuff like that. They are probably toxic for dogs because of the raisins and all. And we have all that kind of stuff coming up here now in October. So we wanted to bring in uh, champion dog trainer, Samantha Rawson, back to the show to chat a bit about how to kind of, I suppose, prepare and 
how to be safe in the run-up to Halloween. Samantha, big welcome back to the Big Bark. Hi, Dara. Um, talking about Big Bark, my dogs have just started. You can probably hear them there in the background. I can, I can. Uh, I have <laughs> shipped Roxy, Bruno and Millie off to Dad while we're recording this here. <laughs> so she's getting the run of the back lawn at the moment, so she's happy out. <laughs> okay. But, okay, so like I said, we're the first week of October now. So... As you know yourself, this is time where you have like all the fireworks starting to go off, the bangers starting to go off, mm. and like loads of other things that dogs would be sensitive to. You have like the likes of people getting their band back, which again, with the raisins there, wouldn't be great for dogs, would be very toxic for dogs. So you have all these, I suppose, dangers for dogs. So yeah. okay. talk to us a bit, give us a bit, about, a bit of advice about how to, I suppose, keep your dogs safe in the run-up to Halloween. Okay, so so the first thing to say is keep your dog on a lead, because if a dog gets a fright, it will bolt. You could you could have an obedience champion twenty twenty three. It will bolt if it gets a fright. It will bolt. It will run for cover. Um. So I personally wouldn't let dogs off the lead. Um. Around this time of year. Um, the same advice goes if there's storms predicted, you know, if, if the Met Aaron put out a storm warning or bad weather, I would same thing. I wouldn't let the dog off the lead. So from a safety point of view, keep the dog on a lead, make sure they are identified. So not only are they microchipped, but they are also wearing an identity disc with your surname and phone number on it. I never put a dog's name on a, an identity disc, just my phone number. And with that phone number, we spoke about it uh, way back in holiday season, but I also put the international code on the phone number. So my dogs wear a disc with um, the landline on one side and my mobile on the other. But the but the international prefix is always on the identity disc as well. Um, the other thing to kind of consider is that if your dog gets a fright, um, it could get a fright by fireworks. It could get a fright from the bang. It could get a fright from the smell. So if your dog gets a fright, remember that all its senses have been alerted. So it might then remember the sight of a firework. It might remember the smell of a firework. It might remember the sound of a firework. So in a couple of months time, when there are no fireworks, the dog could suddenly kind of go into fear mode or panic mode. And it could be something as simple as the dog smells something similar to the smell of a banger or a firework. So it's not just about what they hear or what they see. It's all of their senses, including their sense of smell. The other thing about bangs is dogs are very attuned to vibration. So sometimes a dog will get fearful in an environment and the owner can't see what the dog is fearful of, but it could even be something like a vibration. So just because you're not aware of it doesn't mean that there's nothing to be frightened of. So dogs have an incredibly attuned sense of hearing. They have an incredible sense of smell and they can sense vibrations well before we do. So with some particular breeds of dogs, they have more sensitive hearing than others. So if you think about a collie or a working sheepdog, they are bred to hear sound at a great distance. So if you think of a, a working collie on a farm, you know, he could be sensitive to sound that's, you know, a couple of miles away. So any dog that has sound sensitivity issues like the collies, the shepherds, um, any dogs with kind of, you know, um, 
pointed ears that are bred to to be alert. Those dogs are more prone to sound sensitivity than the the dogs like um, the spaniels, the labradors, the gun dogs. Dogs with flappy ears tend to have they do have sound sensitivity, but not to the great same degree. Um, so, but their sense of smell would be stronger. So if they got a fright from a firework, they could be very attuned to the smell of that firework. So think about your breed again. The last time we were talking about knowledge of your breed and being aware of it. So think about all of their senses when you're thinking about what your dog might be frightened of. Um, and try and have a, a think about what your dog was, was bred for. And that might then also help to explain their behavior and why they might be fearful in certain situations. So certainly around Halloween, I just wouldn't let them off the lead at all. Um, and certainly don't let them off the lead in a strange area. At least, God forbid, if you let the dog off a lead and it was in a familiar area, it'll probably bolt home. And please God, it doesn't have to pass traffic if that happens. But the other thing is that if you do lose your dog and say you're, uh, you know, in a woods or a park, dogs will invariably come back to where the car was parked. So if you can leave the car there or if your dog is lost, leave a blanket or something with the family scent on it. So if you can't leave the car there, leave the dog's bed or a, a blanket with with the family scent because they will invariably go back to to where the car is usually parked. Um, and the other thing that I say to people as well is try and always park your car in the same place. So if you're going to let your dog off the lead, so say if you say to me, God, Samantha, there's no way I have to let this dog off the lead. He needs a gallop. Well, then try and go to somewhere familiar and park the car in somewhere familiar that God forbid the dog does bolt, it'll come back to that place when it feels safe. But make sure that their microchip is up to date and make sure they're wearing a collar and disc with your phone number clearly identifiable on it. All right. Okay. So I suppose in the run up then to like Halloween Eve, obviously there's one thing that you have every year and that's trick-or-treaters. Uh, they're called to doors and like, look, some of them, I suppose, don't get, don't get the idea if you don't open the door to them or anything, which me, I have a perfect solution. I have a sign up outside saying trespassers will be shot, survivors will be shot again. So that kind of like scares the kids off anyway. <laughs> don't even want a gun or anything like so, just for for clarification there. But like some of them will be banging down the front door. It's happened in years gone by and scared the dogs. So what would kind of be your advice for dealing with, I suppose, visitors on Halloween Eve? I would tend to leave the lights off. So if you leave the lights off and they think there's nobody home, they're less likely to um, come and knock on the door. Um, if it's possible to lock the gate. So if you have a gate, I would put a lock on the gate. So that really says I'm not interested. Go away. Um, I would also, God forbid, it's a horrible thing to think, but I would seal up the letterbox that God forbid somebody thinks it's a great crack to drop a, a, a banger in the letterbox. Um, there are some kids out there who who enjoy being cruel to animals. I mean, it's a horrible thing, but some of them do get a great kick out of being cruel to animals. So I would seal up the letterbox and I would certainly uh, close the curtains, turn off the lights and kind of say, you're not engaging. You're not. Please don't call to this house. The other thing I would say is don't leave your dogs in the back garden. So don't leave them outside unattended. So. You know, for the duration of the couple of weeks, I would leave the dog inside if it's unattended, if I have to go to work or go to the shops or whatever. I certainly wouldn't leave a dog 
outside. The other thing is now the, the, the type of listener that listens to us, Dara, are dog lovers. But in the country, people do sometimes chain up dogs or tie up dogs. I would certainly never leave a dog tied up unattended ever. Because again, if a dog gets a fright, he will try and bolt. And some dogs will actually kill themselves trying to escape from a frightening situation. So I would never, ever, ever tie a dog up. It's not something I would do anyway. Um, but I certainly wouldn't tie a dog up and leave it unattended because it will kill itself. Um, so keep them inside, keep them identified, turn up the music, close the curtains and, and, you know, just try and be with them, stay with them. Um, the other thing for me is that when a dog is frightened, the rules don't apply. So maybe in your household, the dogs aren't allowed upstairs. If they're frightened, I'd let them go upstairs. I'd let them go wherever they want to feel safe. So when a dog is fearful, the rules can't apply. And I wouldn't expect them to be obedient or to listen to commands. Dogs can't listen to commands when they're frightened. So my other rule is when a dog is frightened, the rules don't apply. Yeah, 100% agree on that. And okay, let's go back to talking there about like keeping them inside. Obviously, Halloween, a lot of people have like the, like the Halloween decorations up and then you have Christmas mm. decorations like the tree and all going up yeah. and so it's getting into that time of year where there's a lot of I suppose hazards inside the house where you have yeah. like, like the sweet treats as well like chocolate especially now for Halloween and sweets and monkey nuts and like I said earlier bam back but then you're going into like the Christmas season where you have your boxes of celebrations your boxes mm-hmm. of like roses and like just all these I suppose hazardous uh, foods and items around the house what would be your advice there to people I would lock all the goodies away or else lock the dogs away so so the dogs can't be in the same room as the goodies so I suppose you have to make a choice if you want the dog with you and you want to try and console the dog and keep them safe and they're with you well then you can't have the goodies in the room with you um, so it's either the dogs are locked away from the goodies or the goodies are locked away from the dog um, so as you say there, it's chocolates, raisins, anything, any cake that has raisins or sultanas in it is highly dangerous. Um, pure chocolate is highly dangerous. Uh, onions, garlic, you know, you mentioned nuts there. Nuts, d- dogs can choke on nuts the same as children can. Um, so nuts can be extremely dangerous. And then the other thing that's extremely dangerous around dogs is alcohol. Because people who imbibe alcohol change their behavior changes and they smell differently. So even though a dog might know somebody and be familiar with them, they become a stranger when that person has taken alcohol. Um, an awful lot of people will get bitten by a dog when they have drink on board because the dog doesn't recognize them because they behave differently, they sound different and they smell different. So really, really, really dangerous to have um, people who have a couple of drinks on board around a dog. So be be mindful of that one as well. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, like, look, we'd often have, like, say, maybe, not often, but maybe once a week, have a glass of wine with dinner or something. But we'd always kind of keep at the table. We wouldn't ever, like, really be have it around the dogs themselves. Yeah. Um, like, look, Bruno and Millie have always, I suppose, been grand, but, like, Roxy's still young, and, like, she's still kind of used to, like you said there, she's used to our behaviour during the day, and, like, during, like, say, if you didn't have a few drinks, but she'd probably pick up on it fairly quickly as well. Like if, if yeah. you did have a couple of drinks aboard, like pups are very intuitive like that. 
Yeah, but but that's because they know you. It, it's what I mean is about friends or or people who come into the mm. house. Gotcha. So, yeah. Yeah. So I would always I, I would always tend to keep anybody who has a drink on board away from my dogs. And I'll put the dogs away. So, it, you know, if there's a couple of drinks being had and it's party time, fine. No problem with that. Just keep the dogs away from your visitors. Yeah. You know, it, it's actually it is interesting that you say that because we did have our friends of ours over a number of years ago for New Year's. I'd say it was about four. It was pre-COVID anyway. Mm. And like. One of them, like, Bruno was grand with her. The other fella then, like, when he was kind of, I suppose, ah, make a bit of an ego of himself. You could tell mm. Bruno was very uncomfortable. Millie just loves everyone, but Bruno was, like, just uncomfortable. He went to, he went into into the room as well, just to stay away from them. And they had a child as well that just kind of kept yeah. going in and annoying. And I was kind of like, like, would you just stop? Yeah. So, yeah. like, not yeah. only are they annoying the dog, they kind of, like, start to annoy you then. Yeah. And it's like, you're wondering... Why do I even yeah. why do I even invite people over? Yeah, exactly. So so sometimes the bedroom is the safest place for the dog to be because usually visitors don't go into our bedrooms. Do you know what I mean? Usually our bedrooms are off are off limits. Yeah. So so I that's where I would kind of put the dog. If there were people around, um I would put the dog in the bedroom because hopefully, you know, people have enough manners not to go into somebody's bedroom. You'd think so. You'd, 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 you, you'd, you would hope so, wouldn't you'd you? would hope so, wouldn't you? Well, <laughs> you okay, so. so look, uh, your top tips, so obviously, like, make sure your dog's on, on a lead uh, if you're out and about, and just make sure that you don't have them, like, anywhere near, like, bangers could go off. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, if they're at home, Dara, again, I know you talk to treaty vets, but if they're at home, um, Adaptil diffusers, you know, these plug-in diffusers from Adaptil. Yeah. Um, you can also get an anxiety jackets these days. I've never used an anxiety jacket, so I don't know whether they work or not. Um, but certainly if, if your dog is really traumatized, it, it would be no harm to talk to the vet and see what the vet can, can do to help. Yeah. We actually have one of the, um, the pet remedy diffusers that you yeah. get over in pet stop and we find it fairly good. Yeah, so, so so it's no harm to anything that'll help the dog over that period. It's no harm. Exactly. All right, look, Samantha, thanks for all your voice there. And we're going to leave it there for today. And we'll have you back again for another episode of the of Clever Canines at next week. Great. Thanks, Tara. Clever Canines on the Big Bark is brought to you by the Canine College, run by champion dog trainer Samantha Rawson, a regular contributor to RT Radio and Television. Samantha is a certified canine behaviour consultant and with 30 years experience in the field, she has the knowledge and understanding to help any dog. Our services include individual dog training from basic to competition standards, assessments and behaviour consultations. The Canine College is set on five acres with a secure paddock and an indoor classroom. See the caninecollege.ie or find us on Facebook for more information. And that is pretty much all the time we have today. So just a couple of reminders, I suppose. We do have a uh, our Santa Paws, I Believe in Santa Paws campaign running at the moment. Be sure to check that out at santapaws.bigbar.ie. Get your images in before the 25th of October. That's the cutoff date because I have to start then designing the calendars, which will take about a week and then get them printed. So we hope to be distributing the calendars to anyone who's pre-ordered by the second week of November. So people will get their candles nice and early in advance. 
uh, reminder that the calendar prices start at 10 euro for pre-orders. They will go up on the 1st of November. And we, yes, uh, oh, also, uh, postage is three ninety five and upwards, depending on how many calendars you actually order. So, uh, unfortunately, postage costs have gone up this year, so going to have to add on. Sorry, lads. Because uh, otherwise, taking a hit, and it means less money for our lovely friends in the Haven Rescue and uh, DSPCA. So, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, Roxy has given me the last couple of minutes anyway to um, take it, I suppose, take this part of the ending of the podcast done, to get it done. Uh, she doesn't exactly really give me much chance to do anything around here because she's a little, like I said, a little absolute devil of a dog. Anyway, uh, until next week, I suppose, uh, give your dogs lots of hugs and show up. Follow us on socials, on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, the Big Bear Podcast, and I think actually TikTok is Big Bear Podcast Official. I'm not really sure on the handle. Why is I using that lately? I'll, I believe, yeah, Big Bear Podcast Official, that's the one. And you'll find lots of behind-the-scenes videos, like Roxy being a, a your whole devil kind of stuff going on there, uh, being a complete crazy puppy. Very good one that we bought, actually. We used uh, BB Rex's crazy uh, song as the backing for Roxy's crazy video. Might need to do a few other stuff video. I don't know. Uh, in the meantime, though, everyone, uh, follow us online and have a have a great week. And we'll chat to you next week. It's the big bark with the latest of the canines. The big bark, all the doggiest of headlines. With your host Dara, Lily, Roxy, and Bruno, they're the kind of dogs that you know. It's time to talk about health. Nutrition, training, talk with canine professionals, owners, and dogs. It's the big bark, the big.